Welcome back to Street Writers. It's your 10 minutes of writing motivation, inspiration, and activation. Take a swing at this. These are the tips, tricks, and sleight of hand to power up your pencil and percolate your brain. One thing that I have stolen mm-hmm. and make good use of is from a terrific writer, Neil Gaiman. Right. So Neil Gaiman is well known for many things. I first got to know him personally a little bit, but also professionally right. when I was working in comic books. And he came up through many things, most famously probably Sandman, which was an epic sure. tale of... Uh, uh, the dream space and the characters around that mythology themes he's continued with things right. like Good Omens and many other fantastic pieces of writing. Mm-hmm. He's got a triptych of things, which I always find is like a great way to start a piece of writing. Right. And they're really simple. They're three basically writing starters, story right. starters. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're so simple. Uh, they're based around just this. One is what if. Mm-hmm. The next one is if only. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is if this goes on. Right. And if you think about those, and right. not all together, but any yes. one of those in a situation starter mm-hmm. takes you anywhere you want to go. Right. right? What right. if something amazing, unforeseen, impossible, magical, never happened before happened? Right. You right. Know, right. If only. In the same way, if yeah. something changed, if something, yes. if only I had a better job, if only I was with the girl of my dreams, if right. only, you know, a, a, a truck full of gold, like, you know, went off the side of the road in front of me. Right. Where would that take you? Right. And if this goes on, if you're in a situation, your characters, or your writing mm-hmm. or whatever isn't stuck in a rut. Right. Or stuck in something terrible. Right. Like if we had some president who was just destroying a country or something like that. <laughs> If this goes if, on, if this goes what would on. this mean for democracy, right. hypothetically speaking? <laughs> when you write, do you do you find that you've fallen into one of those categories, or has it happened kind of intuitively? Well, I think this is what's great about when you find these crystallized bits, and we were right. talking about this last episode in mm-hmm. terms of, of how do you find the, the writing uh, tomes that tell you how to do things. Right. I think you do get to know these things intuitively. And if you look at your work, mm-hmm. you see, oh, that was a what if story. Yes. Oh, that was an if only yeah. story. Oh, that mm-hmm. was a if this goes on right. story. Right. But a lot of times, and what these are powerful for me, right. is it's nice to have that stuff codified sometimes. Yes. You know, actually kind of there. Oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah. But it's nice to sort of see it kind of written Sparkle. down. Yeah. And as a reminder that that's part of the structural craft. Yes. Of what you need to work on. Yeah, and I, I guess work it, with. I think, you know, a lot of times as writers, we we end up there, but it takes time to get yeah. there. You right. know, so if you're able to pick up one of these things and just start with the what if instead of kind of backing your way yes. into it. Because yes. in, in, in um, looking back at some of my works... Mm-hmm. I can definitely say that, you know, this job's a blast is a what if. And, yep. you know, it's a what if about, um, you know, it, it, what if corporate America started employing suicide bombers? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, it just seemed like you put two things together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if only mm-hmm. um, becomes maybe something you'd like to happen and stuff. But to start with it can save time yeah. and angst right it's it's going way back you know in episodes it was sort of the the same idea of those storymatic cards you know right. you played with right they're 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 idea starters right? right you still have to do the heavy lifting right. and the heavy writing and the heavy right. punching or whatever you know to kind of get there but it's a structural thing put that against any situation sit mm-hmm. in a park right looking around what right. if that guy who's walking across that park his dog suddenly attacked that, right. you know, that that person next to him. You know, mm-hmm. if only that 
gorgeous person down the road, you know, would come up and right. and start talking to me. You know, right. if I never left this this park, <laughs> right, right, right. You know, if this what, continued, if this right. continued, what would all my family and friends think of what happened to me? Right, right. Just just in that alone. Right, and then if you combine that, and, and we're not in a park, by the way. We're no, we're not. We're no, we're in a, we're in a laundry room. Um, going back to David Quinn, who was yep. gracious enough to join us on an episode when he talked about. You know, just not wasting a lot of time with um, uh, getting a lockdown on a on a verb or something mm-hmm. like that, and just yes. say use action verb or use great, character or great. something. Great tip. But I could also see that in that if you do stumble on something, what if uh, that that gorgeous woman, you know, stump came up to me or something like that? It it enables you. It saves you time in that the what if gets you going down the path mm-hmm. and you don't want to be stumbling or you don't want to have to be roadblocked from yeah. there. So if you can drive through with one of the things and have it in the forefront instead of having to, in like in my case, I can go back and say, yeah, I guess that was a what if story, but to have it up front mm-hmm. could save you a lot of time. Sure. Got a tip to share? Send it to streetriders.podcast at gmail.com. They beat us to the punch. Admiring the craft or being jealous of it. I like a writer named Christopher Moore because he hits on very dark, macabre areas. <laughs> okay. But he, he's got... Sounds like my stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but his sense of humor is tremendous. Uh-huh. So he can talk about the Grim Reapers and mm-hmm. plagues and, and uh, the Four Horsemen. It almost is like a Neil Gaiman uh, and, and Terry Pratchett who wrote okay. Good Omens. Yes. But it just brings a sense of humor to scary topics. All right. I love when you could take something that's just part of the story just to get it across mm-hmm. and to find that balance of adding these little side comments mm-hmm. without slowing the story down and develop the character but you would never think of putting them in gotcha. so I'm going to read a, a, a paragraph um, about this guy Charlie who without getting too over his wife just died and we find out that there are all these people who are soul catchers when someone's about to die and it mm. gets all involved it's a really complex cool story yep. right but he gets still, each paragraph gives me a gem where he could have just mailed it mm-hmm. in. He's noticing strange things happening around him with deaths and murders okay. and stuff. So he says, Charlie hadn't really counted on killing a guy that morning. He had hoped to get some 20s from the register at the thrift store, check his balance, and maybe pick up some yellow mustard at the deli. Then in parens, Charlie was not a brown mustard kind of guy. Brown mustard was the condiment equivalent of skydiving. It was okay for race car drivers and serial killers but for Charlie, a fine line of French's yellow was all the spice that life required. Out of parens. After the funeral, friends and relatives had left a mountain of cold cuts in Charlie's fridge, which was all he'd eaten for the past two weeks. But now he was down to ham, dark rye, and premixed and familiar formula. He just had a kid. None of which was tolerable without yellow mustard. He'd secured the yellow squeeze bottle and felt safer now with it in his pocket. But when the bus hit the guy, mustard completely slipped Charlie's mind. I... I just love the fact that he can go in all kinds of directions in one paragraph. Yeah. He also describes this guy as a beta male, not an alpha male. So yellow mustard is perfect for him. Uh-huh. And he also describes him, you know, as I say, he's shook up about all these things, but he's also OCD. Yeah. All these things come across in one paragraph where he could have said Charlie liked yellow mustard. Yeah. So, you know, the idea of not mailing it in and being in the middle of a complex story, but just this observation about yellow versus brown mustard. I love it, yeah. and I love Christopher Moore, and the book was called A Dirty Job, a Novel. What writing is knocking you out? Tell us about it at anchor.fm slash streetwriters slash message. 
hit us with your best shot. Time to get in the ring with us. The ring is back to being yes. something a little bit different in terms mm -hmm. of writing and storytelling, and it's it's moderating. Right. Something moderating a panel. We've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. As a writer, as a professional, you get pulled into a lot of different sure. situations. Uh, I got pulled into, not pulled into, but mm -hmm. I was part of building out a series of presentations uh, for a local speakers group mm -hmm. and this was the aspiring speaker series so we give a credit to ferguson the library ferguson library in Stanford. Call Very out, nice. you know, shout out to them mm -hmm. and uh so we had an audience full of folks who wanted to become professional speakers and we did a series of three talks around right them. and the third one was how to promote yourself right so we had three people on this panel we had yourself Right from yes, a, from a video point of view. Right. We had uh, Shannon Malkin Daniels. She's mm -hmm. a, a business owner, an entrepreneur, and we were looking from for her perspective from that. Right. And we had Greg Monaco from a, a personal brand point of view. Yes. So knowing that all these expert opinions were going to drive this idea of how do you promote yourself when right. you're doing a professional talk. I just reached out to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, write your own questions. There you go. There you go. And it worked. <laughs> which, which worked. Yes. Now, that still meant I looked at those questions and I arranged those in certain ways and created what I hoped was like a story flow. Right. Knowing I was going to go from Shannon right. to then you right. to Greg to yeah. try to build things. And then it gets back to, I think, what we talked about before which is you're right on the fly as yes, well. right. Because as you were saying one thing, you know, I'm jotting down yeah. notes because it's either going to be something I want to build with you. Sure. Or you've mentioned something that may relate to the personal brand issue and I can right. bring it back to, to Greg Monaco. Yes. So it, it's an interesting writing opportunity. Right. And this is, I think, the the, the part of like being in the, in the street again. It's not always what we expect. Yes. Right? It's not sitting down to write a play yeah. or a comic right. or a piece of business communication. Your, your skills as a writer, you know, come into play in many, or can mm -hmm. come into play in many different places. Right. So be aware of that. Yeah. Look for the opportunities and look for the place where that craft and that skill right. can be put into play as long as you keep thinking about it as writing yes. and you think about it as storytelling. Mm -hmm. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, please, and connect with us at streetwriters.podcast at gmail.com. Tell your friends to listen, please, and their friends too. <laughs> Take it to the streets. And fight to write. Fight to write.